This is your host, Donna Barr, and welcome to A Bazillion Ghost Stories. This is the Emerald City Comic Con episode, and so you're going to hear a lot of background things going on at the Pikes Place Market and at Emerald City. So just pretend you're in Seattle on a hot summer day and you're going to all these events. I may sound a little rough because I put this intro in after I got back and I have probably got bronchitis, but I got plenty at Emerald City to finish this episode. In one of the earlier podcasts, I talked about walking by Mix Peppery in the Pikes Place Market. It's where they have the wonderful hot pepper jellies. And right in front of there, uh, and there's an entrance out to a walkway right beside it, where I walked right by it one day, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw Chief Seattle's daughter selling her baskets. Of course, she's been gone a long, long time. At the time, it was gone like uh, 50 years. But uh, there's an old legend that if you walk by her and you see her, you won't know that that's her. So right now, I don't see the hot pepper people around, but if they do come back, then I'm going to ask if we can't ask if they might have seen something on this corner, because it is the Pikes Place Market, and we all know there are ghost tours all over this place. And here we have Beth. Beth. And she is going to say what her experience is. Sorry, folks. Never seen anything, never felt anything. But if you're near Chief Seattle, buy some pepper jelly, why don't you? You know, I bet he would. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it would go good on salmon, wouldn't it? Oh, it's great. It is great on salmon. So, folks, run down and get some of the salmon. And then come on back here and get some of Beth's pepper jelly here at Mixed Peppery. And that's at the Pikes Place Market. And you're going to love this stuff. It's one of the traditional booths. And uh, let me just say about uh, the ghost here. There, I didn't know what it was. I walked back and by and I saw an old lady selling baskets and she was wearing one of the basket hats. And I glanced and I thought, whoa, somebody got grandfathered in because I used to work here. And I walked on and I, later on I asked people, who's, who's selling baskets over there? They said, what do you mean? Uh, evidently, if you see her, you don't know who it is. Well, I'll tell you, when I die, I'll probably end up here. Uh, I always said, this is my homeland. Even though I'm lived all over the place, wouldn't you love to just be a ghost in the Pikes Place Market? know about that for eternity? <laughs> well, you know, on the nights when it's dark and quiet, and you, and you can go any place you want. I mean, when you get back from Venice, just drop in to the Pikes Place Market. Okay, that's true. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Beth, and uh, for being on the, co- the podcast. It's called A Bazillion Ghost Stories. <laughs> and if you get around to listening to it, that's fine. Or tell the Oh, it's Spotify and Google Apps and Apple Apps, and it's it's just a bazillion ghost stories. I'm a comic book author and writer, and my fans voted for that name, so that's what it's called. Okay. Okay. Your name is? Donna Barr. Hi, Donna. Well, I tell you what, I may be back in the course of the crazy times around here, maybe I should do it now, is buying some hot peppers. So I'll let you get opened up, and then I'm going to go down to the grocery down here, and I might just get back and finally get myself some of these wonderful hot pepper sauces. You can't go wrong with any of them. Thanks, Beth. I should mention that Beth gave me a jar of the garlic jalapeno hot pepper sauce, so this was certainly worth it. 
Well, here we are at our first Emerald City, let's say, ghost story. I walked by a booth. I saw something that looked like a game called the Ghost Betwixt. And I thought, well, that certainly belongs in here. So now I'm going to turn you over to the illustrator. And he'll tell you all about it. Well, hello. My name is Travis Hansen, and I did all the artwork for the Ghost Betwixt. And uh, it's a game basically set in the 1990s, and it's a co-op. Welcome to the Emerald City Comic Con. <laughs> Thank you for being here. A reminder that face masks must be worn over the nose and mouth at all times. Please make sure your mask remains over your nose and mouth at all times while inside the Seattle Convention Center. Thanks for being here. And if you didn't believe we're at Emerald City Comic Con, that certainly proves it. Back to you, dude. <laughs> well, we... Um, it's basically a co-op game where you are on an adventure with trying to find a, a to solve a mystery, and it's a it's a dungeon crawl. So it's a very big throwback to some of the uh, adventures and games from uh, the 80s and 90s. Oh, it sounds absolutely delicious. Well, really quickly, we need your contact information where people can buy it and your booth number for Emerald City. Um, I believe the they sell it on Amazon. My booth number is 411. 411. And do you have any other information for contact that you need? Uh, just find Travis Hansen on any social media and, and uh, you can contact me through there. Okay. And go ahead and because we're, we're up where I'm at, we celebrate Halloween early. Uh -huh. Please give us your scariest boo. Boo. <laughs> Thank you, Travis. You're welcome. Thank you. the wonderful girls over at Geek Girl Con and I thought well what have they got that's ghosty and I will see if I can post the tattoo one of them has which is wonderful ghosts so I would like you guys to tell folks all about Geek Girl Con which if you can't make it to any other convention make it to that one so Geek Girl Con is not just for girls it's all inclusive we want everyone to have a fantastic time it's November 5th here in Seattle at the wonderful convention center. It's a great part of time. It's a great time in Seattle and I don't know, maybe the convention center is a little haunted and you guys might run into some wonderful ghosts here at the center. Well, we're sure hoping for that. We're hoping to see something ghosty or spooky. I mean, I already know about some stuff that we're here. Oh, thank you for reminding me of things that were here before this was built. Yes. You know, the old uh, steakhouse, the old crazy, spooky stuff. So I want you to do one last thing because where I'm at in Clallam Bay, we start Halloween now. Yes. So what I, I want from you two is the spookiest boo you can do. Go first. Oh, I had hair come up on the back of my neck. And now you. <laughs> yes. Well, we're all running around with masks and we don't know who each other are, so maybe I should have you introduce yourselves. I'm Melinda. I'm Jen. Thank you so much from the gang at Geek Girl Con. And you know, maybe I should put some music under this. <laughs> And here we are at Emerald City, and I said I was going doing ghosty things for a bazillion ghost stories, but I walked back by a book called Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer, and I said, this is going in the mix. So take it away. Hello, uh, my name is David Crownson. I'm the writer and creator of Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer, and it's basically uh, Django Unchained meets Buffy. 
and uh, it's uh, based on the true story of Harriet Tubman, but what if she knew martial arts and had superhuman strength? She didn't? (laughs) She had all of that, but uh, I will say that what if werewolves and demons and witches all exist, and Harriet Tubman is the chosen one to lead slaves to freedom and battle an army of darkness. And of course, for all our witches out there, we're talking about, you know, bad witches. There's bad people on all sides. We're talking about the witches who eat children for money. (laughs) The ones that give everybody a bad name. They will never get She-Hulk as an attorney. Yes. Well, actually, there actually is, there actually is like a, like a, a quote unquote, like a good witch in the story named Nikes and Harriet Tubman. They have basically like. She helps Harriet Tubman out when Harriet Tubman's in a bind, basically. And, uh, you know, Harriet Tubman, sometimes, like, they don't get along, but they need each other. Because I think I I have... It's what's called bosom enemies, maybe? Yes, yes, yes. But, like, Nikes adores Harriet Tubman. But Harriet Tubman's like, in in my... In this world, you have to... If you're a witch to get superpowers, you have to eat a child, basically. Or a baby something. But Nikes ate a baby insect. <laughs> uh, technically, if you eat an egg. Oh, wow. Yeah, just eat a fertilized egg. Exactly. Yeah, you got it. Ex- exactly. Go have a one-eyed sandwich. You won't have any problem. E- exactly, exactly. Well, I think we've gone on with the intro. We're going to have to find out where people can get this great book. Uh, yes, if you go to my company website, it's kingwoodcomics.com. You can also follow me at dcrownson on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can also follow uh, Kingwood Comics on uh, Instagram. It's kingwood underscore comics. <laughs> well, there's one more thing I ask everybody to do, and that's to give me, since we're coming up to Halloween where I live because we start early, I want your scariest boo. Scariest boo. Oh, I felt the hair go up on the back of my neck. Thank you. Thank you. Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer. Hello, everyone. This is David Crownson, the creator of Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer. And make sure to check us out on Hulu, where it'll be a TV show in the year 2025. Yay. We're still all here. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. And we've got kind of a special booth and person here because she has attended the Port Angeles SquatchCon PA.com, which is such a success. And she's got a booth for 2023. And she's going to introduce who she is and what she does. And at the end of this, she's going to give us one spooky boo. Go for it, girl. Sounds good. My name is Camry Lavka. I'm a comic book artist and illustrator. Um, I write and illustrate all kinds of comics. Um, my first published one is Black Market Heroin, uh, which is written by USA bestseller Russell Noelty. Um, and then I also do a webcomic called Cat Trails, which is free online. Um, and I have all kinds of stuff in the works, and I'm going to help organize SquatchCon in 2023. And, oh, is it the end? Are we doing boo? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll give you another boo. Go ahead and do the, just the spookiest boo that you can bring up oh, out of your yeah, rib. Yeah. Okay, you ready, girl? Yes. yes. Boo! How about that? <laughs> oh, it's a, a place is haunted. Thanks, girl. Well, the next upcoming booth, it just has the most glorious Voudon vibe about it and always had, and I've always loved this particular booth. So I'm going to let the person who creates all this wonderful art tell you who he is and what he does and where to get his goodies. Okay. Hi, I'm John with Pop Art Saints, 
And what I do is take pop culture personalities and reimagine them in the style of old school Catholic saints and put them on candles and posters and stickers and magnets. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. And how, how about pointing out one of your favorites up here? Just pick one and describe your inspiration. Oh, let's see. One of my favorites is the St. Anthony Bourdain. I originally did that just to put in my kitchen and uh, somebody passed it along to Anthony and he actually liked it and posted it on his Instagram and thought it was quite funny. And I love the, I love the line, drink heavily with locals whenever possible. Yeah. Hey, bread and wine. Yeah. Yeah, you go in for that. So anyway, this is a wonderful booth and it's definitely got that kind of ghosty vibe that we associate with maybe New Orleans. Yeah. And uh, I'm up in an area where Halloween gets celebrated early, so what I need you to do is to help out and give your spookiest boo. Boo! Oh, another one with the hair up on the back of my neck. Thank you, sir. Blessings. Thank you. And now we got a blast from the past. This is one of my publishers, Ed Vick. Yes, I've had more publishers than most publishers have had artists. And he just reminded me of the night of the San Diego Hotel. That's right. And do you remember anything about that? Well, you know, we'd heard that there had been a suicide off of the restaurant mm -hmm. at the top floor of the Hotel San Diego. And what was this, probably the 30s or 40s back, you know, the, the Gilded Age. The Gilded Age of people offing themselves and, or somebody else offing them. And we'd have these crazy huge parties at the hotel during the San Diego Comic-Con. And I think we must have had 20, 25 people all to go, oh can we, you know, we go to one of the bellboys, can we go to the, the restaurant? And he must have heard this a few times, you know. He's like, yeah, yeah okay, sure. You know, so we all went trooped up to the, uh, uh, next to the... The very top floor is my yeah, it's next to Yeah, it's next yeah. to the courthouse. I remember that. They told us, stay out of there. That's where the judges are in the daytime. We don't know what's there at night. That's right. That's right. And I do remember me and the notorious Jim Grote stalking uh, the hallways. That's the name I was going to use right uh, there, there. I think yeah. we all know Jim. Yep. Uh, and we just wandered around up there, and you felt a cold draft one time there. I have felt those in the past, yep. so there are some odd things that go on. And it was it was certainly dark and spooky it, enough. Yeah, it sure was. We were like a bunch of kids at Halloween trying to scare the hell out of each other. <laughs> yep. So I don't think we had a definitive answer, but it was definitely creepy. Yeah. Well, it's San Diego, and I know there's there's ghosts in Bremerton, and there's ghosts in Seattle, and I've got some people lined up. If I I got some people that say they're too shy, and then I've got a woman who says she might have a lot of them connected to a kimono shop downstairs. Oh, interesting. So we'll see what we get. I don't. No, I'm having a heck of a lot of fun just running around, even getting slightly spooky things or the voodoo art booth or whatever I can find. And it's going to be a fun podcast. Excellent. So, well, there we go. Yeah. Well, thank you, Ed Vic. And there's one last thing I want you to do because where I'm living up in the uh, Clallam Bay, way off in the uh, end of nowhere, we get started on Halloween early. So how about you give me your spookiest boo? <laughs> I swear to God, we're going to have a whole chorus of scary people. <laughs> Thank you! In case you're not one of my old-time fans, Jim Grote plays Doberman, who has a pet landmine in the Desert Peach. And I'm sorry, I didn't get around to getting the Kimono people's stories, but I figure we got enough here for this weekend. 
And also in the booth with Ed, uh, he says Tom Whitmore here, who's an old pal, has a ghost story or two. Not actually. So let's see what you got. Not really a ghost story, but um, I did find the original manuscript of Aleister Crowley's The Book of the Law in the basement when I moved into a new house. What was that again? The Book of the... The Book of the Law. The book that is the basis of Aleister Crowley's magical theories and all that. Uh, apparently, somebody had cleared out a cache of his widow's material and shoved it into a basement in Berkeley and we bought it and I found it and it took me many months to figure out what it was, but I ended up giving it to Crowley's organization, the Ordo Templi Orientis, um, because how could I keep a thing like that? No, no, you can't keep that. Uh, you you brought a ghost back to life yeah. so we can see it. Well, thank you, Tom. And how about your very spooky boo? Ooh. Oh, my. Thank you, Tom. If you want to read the whole story about me finding it, it's online as Raiders of the Lost Basement. There we go. Thank you. Well, here's another wonderful booth or event, and it's part of Pop Asia, and it's the Maid Cafe. And we're going to have a lovely person introduce herself and tell everybody what they're doing here. Hello everybody, my name is Maid Serenity and you've entered Dreamland Maid Cafe. What we do here is we serve our Goshunjin-sama and Ojo-sama wonderful treats and wonderful drinks and we dance for them and take wonderful pictures with them to take home at the end of their visit. We really hope you can make it here today and oh, kawaii, daisuki desu. <laughs> that was adorable. Now, this is actually going to go up next week, but that's okay because I will have information, put your photo up, things like that. And we were just talking about the fact that I was saying that the geisha are part of traditional world now rather than being the fashion centers like they used to be. And it seems as though the main cafes with what they are doing are kind of like doing the next step. And then we came up with an idea while we were talking here. And dark maids? Gothic maids for me for autumn, maybe for Halloween. We could have, you know, spooky and like, and like, uh, like spider webs and everybody's in a monochrome, like black to gray. I could see it now. You know, lots of, lots of black lace. Oh, and you'd also have so like the red velvet and the dark chocolate. Oh, and oh, oh, that would be like devil's, dark maids. Devil's food cake. Oh if my gosh. Oh, <laughs> let's so let's get this launched. Right? I would love oh, to see that. Well, now. watch out for it, folks. Maybe, maybe, maybe there will be dark maids in your future. Mm -hmm. And then again, thank you for so much at Emerald City Comic Con. Mwah! Well, here is a, another wonderful thing at Emerald City Comic Con. It is SheProp, and we have one of the founders here, and she is going to tell us about what SheProp is about. Hello, I'm Abby Cat Cosplay, and I am one of the founding members of SheProp. It is a community of women, trans, non-binary, and femme-presenting people who get together to share information about art, cosplay, costume making, prop building, and pretty much any other maker-related art and craft that you could come up with. We have at least one worker, in, or woodworker in our group. Oh, man. 
Yeah, it's really great. She made this incredible bench where she carved koi fish into it. It was beautiful. Oh my gosh. Oh anyway, my gosh. it's it's a really wonderful community that exists on Facebook, Instagram, Discord. And if you are somebody who falls into one of those gender categories, then it's also a place where you can get support and advice if you need it or just somebody to cheerlead for you excellent excellent well thank you so much and i appreciate it and now if all three of you could give me one of your spookiest booze (laughs) best yet quick little addition a lot of cosplayers like the spooky stuff I don't know if you can hear me, but we've had a long day, and I've nearly got enough for the podcast. It looks like I'm going to get some more. So I have gone down to my bar for the Comic-Con, which is El Borracho, and it's got a little guy with a sombrero and with a bony face dancing on their logo, and I figured that's pretty good for a ghost podcast. And I got myself a uh, pineapple jalapeno margarita, and I'm going to get some green rice. And then hopefully, maybe the folks from the Pride event at Emerald City will be joining me later. I was doing drawings for them so that people could color them in. And uh, yes, ma'am, thank you very much. And here's my green rice, which came along very quickly. And uh, then they may be coming along and adding more ghost stories. So I have a possibility of people being in bars drinking and getting silly with ghost stories this weekend so cross your little fingers ah here's another one it's not ghosty but they've got such a fun story about what happens at emerald city so take it away so way back when we first started making and selling coasters my husband while he's wandering the convention floor was always identified as oh Aren't you that guy with the coasters? Wait, aren't aren't you that guy that sells those coasters? And it just happened so often that that easily became the name of our booth. And so we are that guy with the coasters and we make handmade coasters of all sorts of different fandoms and sell them here at Emerald City. Do you sell them anyplace else or will people just have to get themselves to Emerald City? Well, they'll have to get down here for Emerald City this weekend if they want them this weekend. Well, this is for next week, but this is for the future promotion. But that's okay. okay. Emerald City is coming back. We do have a website. It is thatguywiththecoasters.com. And, of course, you can find us on Instagram, and we're working on that TikTok. We go to a lot of different conventions all around the country. We were just at C2E2 and GalaxyCon. Our next adventure will be New York Comic Con. Wonderful, thank you. Well, this is how we get named, just like you guys named this a bazillion ghost stories. And they have some spooky looking good stuff here. And I would like to thank you very much. And let me have your name too. And just give me your name and then give us a good spooky boo. Thanks. All right, I'm Angela here at Emerald City and boo! (laughs) Thank you, ma'am. Hey, this is a panel which I just missed because I was trying to find it in the bowels of the earth in Emerald City because I have to learn, relearn this labyrinth every single year. And so let me let these lovely tell, people tell you about their Japanese folk tales panel. So uh, we are the Japanese consulate and we're just introducing folk tales to explain some of the, the background of different 
you know, stories and things. So uh, the one, the spooky one, um, is Urashima Taro. And basically it's a guy, he saves a turtle and goes into this dragon palace and he spends three years there having fun, doing great. And then he misses home, so he goes back. Turns out, 300 years had passed. Mm -hmm. And then he, some bad luck happens and he turns into a really, really old man. So that's just kind of a... Classic. Mm -hmm. You know, something that may seem good. It's better than the Irish ones where you fall off the horse and you turn to bone dust. You know? <laughs> but anyway, where, uh, where will you be presenting or where can people find what you do? Uh, you can find us up in Pop Asia section. Okay, great. And that's at Emerald City. Yes, and Emerald Okay, City. but this is yeah. this is for next oh, week, for, but where you yes. do it otherwise. Oh, other uh we come for <laughs> Yeah, we come for Emerald City and SakuraCon. Uh currently uh, if you need any information about Japan, you can find us uh online at the Consulate General of Japan in Seattle. Ooh, this is pretty impressive. And you are? Uh, I, my name is Jessica. I'm the educational affairs specialist. Oh, my gosh. We got a celebrity here. <laughs> well, I consider teachers to be celebrities. Thank you very much. Well, we were scared to death of them when I was a kid. So, anyway, thank you so much for this. And thank you for the little ghost moment. And now, if you could just, in honor of the coming Halloween, because we're already wanting it, uh, do your spookiest boo. All right. Boo! <laughs> Thank you. Well, I met up with a good friend down at El Baracho, which is my favorite bar while I'm in town. And it's Bill Morse, who is the president of CNW, Cartoonist Northwest. And we're now out on the hill behind the Pikes Place Market, watching everybody enjoy a rather overcast day, which is a blessing after the heat. And Bill says he's got something to say about ghosties. Okay, I really, really don't have much, but I always am very interested in living in a wonderfully haunted city that mm -hmm. is Seattle. And for various projects... I have. I've uh, been interested in ghost stories in various areas. So amongst some, in one interesting one is allegedly there is a ghost in one of my favorite walking areas, Green Lake Park, which is one of the, uh, which is uh, Seattle's answer to Central Park, though smaller, <laughs> uh, but a great place to walk, etc. Apparently there's a ghost living there. When I, I only found out about this from some of the uh, haunted Seattle tourist books, and whenever when I actually did any research, I only found the very tragic real story mm. of this woman, where uh, she was murdered at turn of the century, murdered in Green Lake, apparent and. Yeah. And that's the turn of the 19th and 20th century. Yes. We have to do that now. Oh, dear. It's, yeah, the 19th and 20th century. And uh, apparently, based on the newspaper stories I read, an absolutely terrible story, along with the murder, there was quite a few hints of... Uh, an abusive father who may or may not have raped her. Oh dear. And uh, then, and he was the number one uh, suspect for the absolute uh, grisly murder of them, of her. Well, and, I have to ask you, have you had any personal experience with the, let's call it a ghost? Uh, no, I have not, though it'd be cool. I've occasionally, the closest thing to 
bad is weird vibes, which, as everybody knows, could mean anything. Well, anything from a cold wind to weird vibes, you don't know. This podcast is not about proving or disproving ghosts. You said that you're at the campfire uh-huh. and you got the schmores and you're telling your ghost stories. So, do you have anything else to add to the ghost story there? Ooh, let's see. Okay. As far as ones that uh, people have told me at camp stories, there's, I'm sure. People have heard dozen different versions of it, but there's the one of the creepy phone calls that people are getting because of a a, a downed wire uh, near a cemetery. Uh-huh. Uh, the one I had got was where uh, somebody answers the phone gibberish, but it's somebody claims it's a uh, their grandmother or something like that. And is this is this local to Seattle no, or definitely something I heard growing up in New England. This is New England. Yeah. And again, have you experienced anything like that? No, I have not. The, I mean, the only the closest thing to a ghostly experience I had was being creeped out by Ouija boards. But that's no, that's God. that's me being too imaginative. Oh no, it's not. We will not allow a Ouija board in our house. Let me tell you. Yeah. So. I want to thank you so much. Do you have any other ghost stories or experiences or anything Nothing else? Nothing that comes to mind. Nothing that comes to mind. For being quite dull. No, 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 no. I don't blame you. I know somebody who could see him and hear him all the time, and she was uh, constantly terrified. Uh-huh. I can only hear them. My husband can see them, and the cats always come back to say hello. Yeah. So thank you for another ghost moment out here for a bazillion ghost stories. And I've been asking everybody to give me a scary boo. 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 Thank you. Bill's got a little extra here. It's about photographers who've noticed strange things in their photographs. Okay, I, I, I majored in photography when I was in college. And so uh, there were several people who uh, did uh, photographs of funerals or series about abandoned houses. And every now and again, they would get in their image that they came out of the uh, of the uh, darkroom, they would get in the images uh, faces in attic windows. Occasionally, a white smudge standing next to a bush. Similar things, and in all cases, they swear they uh, were uh, not in the negative. And this was, and at the same time, this wasn't done as superstition. This was done as a conversation piece to a group of people where every person knew how to fake it. It would have only, it would have only taken a minute with a dodging wand. Well, with what? Could you explain that? A dodging wand. Back in the days when we used to uh, use uh, actual film and actual photography paper, you would adjust the lightness with uh, a. You would adjust the uh, the light intake in especially places where there was an overexposure by taking a small piece of paper and waving it across in front of the light and thus getting a slightly dimmer area but at the same time if you if you just kept it there you would completely block the light and create a uh, blurry white image and they were all professionals that were yes. saying that like we're not doing this we're not doing this and and we know that you know that we could do this and thus <laughs> 
And and where was this that, that was taking place? This was in uh, Providence, Rhode Island, okay. where I majored. I had my art degree in Rhode Island College. And we all know that up in Maine, Rhode Island, and places like that, we got some spooky stuff going on. We do indeed. And they do that. And, and so if you really want to see something that reflects Salem... Uh, you want to see the animated cartoon, which is actually a stop action called Paranormal. Uh, Paranorman, oh, Paranorm, excuse yes. me, Paranorman, because when they go through Salem, that's it's, Salem, really. It's a wonderful job of recreating a main city. I mean, Norm, I've seen a, a ton of uh, children's ghost movies that take place in Salem, and they always do it as this uh, suburban neighborhood that just happens to have ghosts in it where the real Salem is this industrial waterfront with old buildings and and uh, is wonderfully broken down, not counting the historical... And neighbors. the actual colors for, quote, Halloween in Salem, they don't do black and orange, they do purple and green yeah so so you're actually looking at something that's closer i've been in salem and this just has the feel of it so thank you very much no bill problem. for some more spooky stuff that's gone in life and um we're out here in seattle enjoying what's going on people with flags uh maybe looking toward the sunset we'll see what happens yep. and i don't know if i'm going to pick up anything more for the podcast but i hope you've enjoyed it if we do i will very cool wandering the Pikes Place Market and I forgot down on the second level where you're coming out near back out onto the galleries uh, there's a little shop and years ago a woman told me that little children run back there behind the clothing and giggle and laugh and let's face it we all know about the ghost tours here and about all the smallpox victims who were children and so she says just in that little shop the children are still enjoying themselves I was going to stay longer at Emerald City, but I had to head home early because I think I've got my usual stress and exhaustion bronchitis, which I figure it is instead of COVID, but I have more than enough for the episode. So I hope you enjoy this and keep being as spooky as possible. Boo! It's a couple of days later We've both been in to see the doctor when da what Dan and I both actually have is a rhinovirus. So we don't have COVID, but that's what the problem is now. And I'll get to work on the next week's podcast. And of course, there's an update to the update the rhinovirus, which we probably caught up here in Nia Bay or Clallam Bay, not in Seattle, has given us or debilitated, deteriorated into lung infections for both of us. So we are now on antibiotics. So I don't know but what I might have taken a very nasty West End rhinovirus to Seattle. So anybody who starts coughing in that area, maybe you better get yourself checked out. And I probably should tell the hostel too. I always said that if something really nasty evolved up here and hit the rest of the world, it was not going to be fun. But because of this, I don't know how well I'm going to be in the next week to get 
my podcast done. We may have to skip next week. However, uh, if anybody wants to message me, just let me know. Look at the program notes and let me know if you would like me to read anything from my produce books or even my comic books. I would be happy to choose spooky stuff. So if the podcast doesn't happen next week, which I don't know, uh, take care of yourselves and we'll just keep doing this. It's not world shaking that I might have to cancel for next week, but we'll get right back on it. Uh, We have lots of time. Thanks, everybody, and stay spooky. Stay spooky. Alrighty, well, you know, I'm Ed Vick, and I started publishing a fanzine in 1980, and I called it Miscellaneous Unlimited, and when I uh, was doing fanzines, uh, Brad Foster was a prolific uh, cartoonist in Texas, and he'd help out and do a lot of cartoons for me, and he said, you just got to keep carrying on the MU name, Miscellaneous Unlimited, and then I started publishing Alternative Comics in 1989. And Donna here was one of the first people I approached. She'd had <laughs> Up her for first, anything. She'd had her first three issues of The Desert Peach put out by uh, Steve Galacci's mm-hmm. Thoughts and Images. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, you know, he's not publishing it anymore. Can I take it on? And so now I did about 40 or 50 books with you. And At uh, least. Uh, did, is that how many we did? Well, I don't know. You know, uh, 20 Desert Peaches and collections oh and a whole God. bunch of stenzas. You just keep doing this stuff, just, and it just it you know, just happens. Yeah, I keep and, trying to quit publishing, but you know it doesn't nah, stick. It's like peanuts. Um, but you know, the consolidation of the distributors was what really kind of killed Moo Press as yeah. a as an ongoing money making or money slightly losing prospect. So <laughs> after that, it was a major money losing prospect. <laughs> uh, and so I I really kind of quit publishing in 2005 ish. Although occasionally I just dip my foot back in. I'm the editor of Rowerbrazel these days, which is a, a limited edition fanzine for funny animal fans. Oh, does that have a contact link or buyer link to it? Well, not so much because it's limited. You can only get copies if you're a member. So you have to be a writer or an artist, and you have to be a member. doesn't cost you a huge amount of money. Want to be a member? Want to be a member? Go ahead and email me, eddvick at (coughs) gmail.com. But anyway, um, so Larry Reed here puts up a new um, display at Fantagraphics every month. And about a year ago, he said, you know, we really should do do you. And I kept saying no until he talked me into it. and so we've got a bunch of the art from some of the issues. I didn't keep very much art from people, but a little bit. Yeah. And, Ed actually uh, returned art. There's a lot of other people. I was going through my Stins art and was like, what? Ha- Half of it's gone. I don't know what happened to it. Yeah. I know what so- happened with some of it. It got stepped on in a flood. Oh, anyway, remember man. that? Never, yeah, not yeah. you. That there wasn't was, you. There was a flood. There might have been a cat involved. Who knows? Yeah, but that yeah. wasn't you. That wasn't you. Uh, so Larry Reed is the manager here at the Fantagraphics store. And uh, great guy, puts on great shows, and for this month of October, he's uh, focusing on me and my stuff. And, of course, we're talking about your past as a publisher, but I think we should say here that Ed is actually an author. Well, yeah, I've got a book out called Truer Love and Other Lies, which is a collection of my short fiction. I've gotten about 130 short stories published in various places. 
And uh, this is some of the best, some of the longer works, because a lot of what I write is uh, flash fiction. You know, I'll take a novel idea and then compress it and compress it and compress it until it's a couple hundred Ooh. words. Yep. And there it is, all in one little spot. So, but anyway, they, um, do you have your email? Is that a good enough contact link? Absolutely. Oh, What's that? I, I, I wouldn't mind chiming in at some point. Well, you just come over here, Larry, and okay. chime in if you want. Well, this is Larry Reed. You with Fanographics. I was sort there of... There goes Ed, he's escaped. The inspiration for this show uh, was uh, came about because I was I, I would often talk to few customers about the the uh, seminal days of the alternative comics scene, and, and, and I was surprised at the number of people that were unaware of Ed's contributions. And, and it was cemented to me when his daughter... <laughs> Katie came in, and I said, "You know what? Well, your, your dad's pretty famous, you know." And she had a, no it's your idea. Your dad, your dad's yeah, never yeah, famous. Yeah. But uh, you know, I mean, Ed was one of the first people to champion some fairly, uh, really talented and incredibly successful cartoonists like Ed Brubaker, mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. arguably mm-hmm. one of the biggest cartoonists to come out of Seattle. Um, and uh, with his work with Captain America and uh-huh. Batman and others. David Lasky, Ward Sutton. Uh, um, here's an early unpublished drawing by Brandon Graham. Oh, my God. Who, Brandon Graham has become, you know, phenomenally uh, successful, as well as, uh, well, Phil Folio, of course, uh, with his uh, uh, new enterprise. Mm-hmm. And Donna Bars. Yep, yep. Jimmy, they even let me uh, in. A lot of these artists, Matt Howarth, Matt Howarth love him, and, and others who went on to uh, uh, have successful careers in graphic design and illustration. So I just thought it was really important to sort of one of my late career goals is to pass along some of this cultural heritage to a new generation. Very and important. We get a, a lot of younger customers in here, and I can, at the very least, you know sort of expose them. I, I periodically do feature uh, 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 presses, like Real Common Press. It was the first to publish Linda Berry. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and it's, I, I think it's really important work, and I think Ed is such a low-key guy, you know? I mean, his, yeah, his daughter barely... Nothing uh, ruffles his yeah, feathers. But, I mean, I always admired everything he did, and, uh, you know... Uh, his uh, help with building community that uh, we still see now. Oh, he's so, a rock. At any rate, just selling comics, that's what I'm here for. Okay, uh, go sell comics. Thank you, Larry. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you can, get down to see the Fantagraphics event. It's on this month in October 2022. Until November, Fantagra- November the 1st, uh, Fantagraphics in Seattle, down in Georgetown. Thank you, folks. Georgetown, that is. <laughs> Here's another one of those Seattle events. And yeah, you can hear music in the background. We're at Fantagraphics in Seattle, their wonderful store. And Edvik, a longtime publisher who always says, I'm never publishing another book, and that he does it again. Moo Press and Aeon and all kinds of wonderful things. This is a great guy. And I'm going to let him talk to you about what the event about. It's Miscellanea Unlimited, Edvik's Aeon and Moo Press. 